Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. Extra, extra, read all about it. Shareable is got an announcement. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, so, here's something exciting. More episodes of Shareable. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The show was so damn shareable in our first month that we decided, heck, let's just give you more. So stay tuned in April and in May because we're going to be giving you at least two people per week. I know. I know. I'm going to give you a minute to just compose yourselves before I finish this off. Okay. You're probably cooled off by now. So stay tuned because this episode is shareable. The guest becomes the host, and the host becomes the guest. This segment is called Now You Do Me. Don't make it weird. Hey listeners, a quick word from me, Caroline, your producer. There's some random feedback you can hear throughout this episode. It's annoying. We know. We couldn't get rid of it. We thought about not running the episode, but we felt like Parshell's interview with Jeff brought up a conversation you may find valuable. It's about building your team as a small business or agency like us. So hopefully you do find this valuable and you'll excuse our weird audio. Okay, that's it. Now here's Parshell. Hey, you guys. I am Parshell Hotton, today's host of That's Right, Shareable. I am excited to have today with me the, the man, the legend, the social media god, Jeff Gibbert. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Parshall. I really appreciate you inviting me on to Shareable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jeff, I am very interested to learn about your team at True Voice Media. How did you collect such a and attract such a great group of individuals that support you? Can you tell me your story about how you built your team. Yeah, the team has been a a work in progress of 6 years and um you know at the beginning I had my first guy John. He came in for a while and was here for I don't know a year or something like that and he was amazing and he was the first guy to get me on my podcast. Then I had Jess after that and then there was like a bunch of odds and ends in between. And the current iteration of the True Voice Media team, I kind of feel like it's the Avengers. Like I kind of like bring in new superheroes and then like I lose one, but I replace them with a different superhero. But the current iteration of the team was last year at some point, it was just me like midway through the year. It was pretty much just me. And then I think the next to come in was Jesse. So Jesse was the, the first hire once I started expanding once again, and she had actually seen me guest lecture at St. Joe's when she was a student there. Uh, I think a year or two prior to that. And she had worked at two other agencies in Philadelphia and, um, you know, wanted to see if I was hiring, looked into it because I think she was just looking for a, a new opportunity and really liked what I had to say when I came in. So she applied. And I think at the time I wasn't looking, but then about two months later or so I was looking and a, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Stacy Bender, um, who formed, you know, who was one of the co-founders of Slice Communication now has B Consulting Group, which is a recruiting agency. Uh, she got a hold of Jesse's resume somehow. I don't quite know how and reached out and was like, hey, I think this girl's really awesome and you might really like her. Recognized that she had applied and I had her sit down with actually with my girlfriend because I'm kind of terrible at interviewing because I like people too much. 
So it's really easy for me to want to give everyone a job. Um, but my girlfriend knows me very, very well. She knows my strengths and my weaknesses. And she knew what I needed on my team. And she interviewed Jesse first and was like, I think this girl would be really good for your team. So I sat down with her and I was like, hey, what up? And she, we talked for a little bit and I was like, you know what? You seem really cool. And I offered her a job. So she came on and um, I, I would say Jesse is like the cornerstone of the team, in my opinion, in many ways, um, because she does so much of the work and she's so organized. And, you know, I don't know what we would do without her, but she's really sometimes she's hard for me to read, though, uh, because I'm a blaring extrovert and she's a very quiet person. Um, so I can't sometimes tell if she likes me or not, um, which I've told her before. It's there's no secret. Um, but I think she really <laughs> likes working with the team and she is such a rock star for us. I dropped so many things in her lap and she as, as somebody who's organized as she is. I think she does a really good job of putting up with my all over the place ADD. So that's how she came to the team. And she's been an amazing asset. Um, Caroline, the producer of this podcast, came to me by way of a friend who um, Caroline was uh, she's still actually in college, but she's just about ready to graduate. But she needed to do an internship and she was doing an unpaid internship and the opportunity she had fell through. So a friend of mine reached out to me and was like, hey, could you use an intern? I was like, ah, I don't really know. And she was like, just take her on. She's awesome. I think you'll like her. She comes on. And within like a day, I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. She's amazing. And she was totally interested in podcasts. So I was like, all right, what do you got? So she started running with the whole podcast thing and getting me guests. And I don't know, maybe two or three hours into her actually taking on the podcast thing, she got in touch with Jeffrey Hazlett of, uh, you know, former CMO of Kodak and who now runs C-Suite Radio. And he basically invited us to come on to C-Suite Radio, which is why we are now on C-Suite Radio. And, um, and she's just been amazing to have on the team ever since. Q, uh, Q is our uh, guy from research. Met him on a plane. How the hell do you meet someone on a plane and eventually become best friends and bring him on your team? Total serendipity. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the core team or those people. My, uh, my executive assistant I got through Upwork. Um, but the, the core team of me, Jesse, Caroline, and Q, uh, that's how we came upon each other. That's awesome. So, because I know that, of course, as a business owner um, in our space, you can, it, it becomes difficult. You know, you're, you're balancing, uh, you know, your budget, client sales, things like that. And um, it's easy to start off with just like either somebody part-time or even a independent contractor to get going. Um, how, how did you know to hire you know, them full time? Or was it that you went through the process of um, you know, maybe starting out as a contractor and then moving them up? I know you talked about the intern that you have now, but um, you know, at what point did you know, okay, yeah, I need to hire somebody full time? So the only person that's actually 100% full time is Jesse. Um, everybody else works on an as need basis and the, and it, you know, in conjunction with their schedule. So Jesse is full time. I give her one day a week to work from home, which I think she really likes. Um, at least I hope she does. And then, um, Caroline, she's still in school. So I basically was like, look, whatever time you have, I want it. So that's how I brought her on. She's, you know, she's a subcontractor. Um, and she kind of makes her own schedule, but I, I basically, I was like any other time you have, I want that. I want it for the podcast. I want you helping out Jesse so that she doesn't get burnt out. 
So that's how I brought her on. And with Q, Q's in Chicago, and I saw an opportunity to let him kind of create his own schedule and everything. So I hire him for kind of a loose set of objectives with no real time uh, constraints around it. And just my mm-hmm. trust is that he'll use that time uh, and, and accomplish those object- objectives. Um, so really the only person that I brought on full time so far was Jesse and, and really myself. Nice. But really what's cool is that even like pretty much all of my subcontractors, I think they all work more than they're being paid for because I think that they all really believe in what we're doing and want to see things succeed. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're not technically full time, but they're definitely, they have the heart of a full timer. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what do you see or what, what has been the biggest challenge for you as the business owner of an, you know, an agency owner? What, what's your biggest challenge? There's a couple of them. I, if I had to kind of boil them down, I can give you two. I can't really give you one. But if I had to give you two, I would say one is the ebb and flow of client work. So being an agency, you kind of have that uh, challenge of like you have to keep filling the pipeline and bringing in new work. And then you have kind of the churn of like, you know, sometimes agency relationships go stale. Sometimes the project comes to a completion. Sometimes, you know, you have clients that just don't have the same vision or commitment to the vision. So, you know, the, the, the length of time you can work with them, you know, might not be ideal. So the constant hustle to fill the pipeline and grow the company is definitely one of the biggest challenges. And then I would say the other challenge is, for me at least, it's delegation, because the delegation is really where the magic of our execution is. When I try to do too, too much, we falter every time. And I have a habit of trying to do too much because uh, I have a little bit of a control freak mindset without being like a micromanager, but I just like to have my hands in things and make sure that it's done at a high level. But um, the more that I've been delegating, the better literally everything in my company has gotten. When I handed off the podcast thing to Caroline, we got this opportunity. We have a better podcast than we had on truevoicemedia.com. Although that one was awesome too. This one I think is more refined and it has more, um, just has more structure. And I think we've done a really great job of kind of getting out of the gate strong, great guests, great, great um, topics and everything. So when I handed that off to her, things just got better. And with Jesse, you know, the work that she does with our Facebook ads and how much she's learned in such a short period of time, as well as what she's doing with our email marketing automation, you know, I'm at the point now where like, I don't even, I don't even second guess it when I give her a project that has to deal with any of the things that I know that she knows about. I just glance at the final product before we hit publish, but nine times out of 10, she's got it right on. Um, and now and again, when it's not, I just, you know, I give her the feedback, she learns it. And that's basically the last time I got to tell her about it. So it's, it's great to have the delegation start paying off, but that still doesn't change the fact that it's one of the most difficult things for me. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you on that. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's real hard. Trust, uh, you know? Yeah. So tell me now, uh, what, what would you say is the, the story or a client story that makes you feel the most proud? You know, it's funny because I, whenever I think back on all the work we've done because of what I envisioned for every client, like every single client, I have this big grand idea of what we're going to do for them. So to a certain extent, I'm disappointed in everything that we've ever done. But 
if there are things that I'm proud of, um, it, it generally comes back to, um, like little things that were really big wins, but in the scheme of it, they're like kind of just little things, but they, they change things. So I'll give you an example. Um, we have a camp, we have a, a client that's a summer camp, uh, it's called JKCP, uh, Julian Krinsky camps and programs. They're an awesome client. We've been working with them since our first year in business. They are the sweetest people in the world. I love their product. I love their entire team. I mean, honestly, like I feel like they're like a family to me. Um, so I just love them to death. And one of the things we did when we first came in years ago was when we did an audit of their existing social, uh, profiles and like their entire social footprint you know, we, we had to trim things down. They had like all these rogue Facebook pages and all these accounts. And so we trimmed everything down. And then what we recommended to them is that they start up some groups on Facebook. And this is before Facebook groups were like a thing that people were talking about. It was like really early, like 2011. So like the functionality was there, but like nobody was really, really using them. And we encouraged them to create four different groups, uh, a group for the campers, a group for the parents of the students, uh, a group for JKCP alumni, and then a group for the camp counselors and everyone. And to this date, it's still one of the most valuable social assets that they have. They can sell right within the parents group, but more importantly, they have a direct line to groups of people that really matter for the success of their business and the happiness of their customer. And it's like one of those things where like, if you looked at that on a balance sheet, it would be, it wouldn't even be there. If you looked at it in terms of like, you know, what's the ROI of that particular activity? Like, it'd be really hard to calculate. But what I can tell you is they know without a shadow of a doubt that that was one of the best things that they did in all the years that we've been working together was that one little thing. And I'm just glad when things like that pay off. You know, we, we had another client. I'll give you another quick example, though. We had a client that came to us and they said, we want to sell more stuff online. Um, so we said, okay, cool. We started looking at all their different stuff and we looked at their Google analytics and it was basically like flatline spike, flatline spike, flatline spike. So we said, what, what happens on these dates where there's the spikes? And they said, um, well, we, uh, we send emails on those days. We sent our email marketing communication. And I said, okay, how, when you send the email marketing communications, do you sell any product? And they said, oh yeah, we, we sell, you know, seven to 10 pieces or whatever. And I said, well, what's your goal in terms of how many more you want to sell each month? They were like, well, we want to probably sell about seven to 10 more pieces each month. Like, it'd be great if we could double it. I was like, okay, send two emails. So they did. <laughs> they sent two emails. And, uh, and like a month later, they're like, hey, um, we'll get back to you. Like they, they started being like kind of too busy to talk. They were like, you know, we, we started sending more emails and we're selling more product now. So we're actually looking into getting a bigger, bigger facility and getting some people helping us and all this stuff. And I was like, it just seems so simple, but it, it was one of those things where like, that was, that was just what needed to happen. Somebody needed to look and say, um, it's, it's that right there. So those are <laughs> things that I get proud of, like those little things. But when it, when, when I compare what I wanted to happen to what did happen in any engagement, I'm always disappointed. So there's, I'm never satisfied, mm. which I think yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit happy about and a little bit sad about. I wish I could be more satisfied in the work that I've done. But at the same time, I think it's what keeps me pushing to get better and better results. Absolutely. Now, where do you see True Voice Media in 10 years? God, I just hope we're around in 10 years. Because it's, so, you know, like, it's honestly, like, it's tough, right? So, like, 10 years ago was really the start of social mm -hmm. media for business, 2007, right? 
it was about when people started talking about Twitter. LinkedIn was like a thing you had to have. Facebook opened up to people. So, you know, that's how much has happened. That 10 years ago is when the first iPhone came out. So, like, think about what's happened mm-hmm. in that time. So from here to the next 10 years, like, will we be around? Will we pivot? Will I have to shut this down and start up something new? You know, my hope is honestly that True Voice Media, my, my biggest hope is that the world catches up to the vision that we had, which is that a business that is social in its DNA and the way that it conducts itself is a better business. And it makes for happier employees, happier customers, and a more responsive, more nimble, uh, adaptive type of business. And I just hope that that becomes more commonplace so that we could, you know, be positioned at the forefront saying, look, we've been talking about this since. And, you know, you go back to 2008 and I've been talking about social business since back then. So my hope is just that everything catches up finally and that I was, you know, far enough ahead that everything's going to catch up to it. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe I put my chips on the wrong horse. But so far, things seem to be going well. It's just we're a little too heavy heavily emphasized on marketing. Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I definitely want to um, take a quick moment here to acknowledge you. I'm going to go like Lewis House for a second. Uh, acknowledge you, Jeff, for your, just your, your excitement you bring to the marketing game. Um, I've literally been in the room when other people have said that you've changed their lives. Uh, you've definitely been an impact in mine. So this is, um, you know, it's, it's just great to know you. And I uh, just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Thank you, Parshall. Yes. Thank you. Um, are you ready for rapid fire? Hell yeah. I love rapid fire questions. <laughs> All right, cool. Here we go. <clears throat> Cake or pie? Pie. Mm, okay. Mobile games or games on a console? Mm. Is the question what I prefer or what I play? What you prefer? Uh, console. Nice. Uh, when you're walking down the street, walking to the office, are you listening to podcasts or music? Uh, depends on the day. Generally music, but I should be listening to more podcasts. But I'd say it's about, <laughs> it's probably about a 70-30 split music to podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Are you, let's say between free time and money? Free time. Okay. And last question, work hard or play hard? Is there a difference? I know, right? (laughs) I just thought that as I was like, man, it's like both. Why? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I approach work like play. And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, I approach play like work um, because yeah. I approach work like play and therefore they're functionally the same. I just I enjoy what I do at work. So for me, it's kind of like playtime. I get to tinker around with things. And and to me, it's a game. I'm just trying to win it. And I feel that way about my playtime, too. I'm just trying to win it, whatever game it is. I'm trying to maximize that time. And and, um, you know, I guess I, I just try not to take any day for granted, whether it's work or play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thanks for being on the show today, the podcast shareable. Is there anything, any last uh, thoughts or tips or anything you'd like to share before? I, I think all I would say is that, um, you know, I really appreciate the, uh, the show you've put together here on shareable. I think it's a really great concept <laughs> you've put together where, uh, where, you know, you just bring in different hosts 
Uh, and uh, you have the same guest each time. I, I, some sort of a genius must have come up with such a great concept. Uh, but I really appreciate that uh, that you put something so wonderful together. Oh yeah, it's it's easy as pie, man. It's it's so easy, Love easiest it. thing ever. And you know I like pie better than cake. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks, having Jeff. me. That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then what's that one last thing we want them to do? share the episode oh that's right that's right it's in the name so please share this episode tell everyone you know and we'll see you on the next episode of shareable bye